Hey, have you missed the first session of the Green Belt Certification Program? So here is the second chance to join us. From July 6th until July 30th, I'm opening the registration. And from July 20th to July 27th, we'll start the training. So join us. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Alazuzdi from easymedicaldevice.com and today we'll perform the June update. This is normally a term used in the financial departments, but here we'll review all what happened during the month of June and see uh, if we can really provide you some, some great news on that. And we'll start um, on the agenda on the coronavirus situation. So we'll show you uh, some details of new releases that were done by the EU Commission. Uh, we'll talk again about the MDR and IVDR implementation rolling plan. Um, so this is uh, something where there is always some surprises, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll go through the uh, Green Belt certification program uh, that uh, Easy Medical Device was issuing and provide some of the results of it. Uh, we'll again talk about the notified body situation and then the uh, guidances and standards that were released. And at the end, we'll check what happened within Easy Medical Device uh, within this month. Okay, so let's start with the coronavirus. So it's a recurring term uh, because we are still uh, having this situation in the world where there is a lot of uh, uh, people that are dying, that are infected by the coronavirus. Uh, there is a rise actually in the US, uh, which is something that is uh, alarming. Uh, so uh, related to that, in Europe, uh, what happened uh, is the fact that uh, the EU Commission uh, issued a survey just to check um, the notified body situation related to the coronavirus uh, product. And what you can see within this report is that there is a lot of numbers. <laughs> there is a lot of things that can be really interesting. If you are a manufacturer that uh, wants to uh, to release some COVID-19 medical supplies, uh, then this uh, survey can help you to see some timeline uh, for your application uh, when you may expect to have some results or some, uh, some approvals for your products. And what we can see, I will just go through some numbers of it. So uh, we can see, for example, for an average time to initiate a processing of the application. Uh, it depends if it's a new application or if it's just a change of your current uh, process. Um, for example, 36% of notified bodies uh, will um, process the new application within less than th uh, 15 days and 16% uh, of notified bodies will process new application within more than one month. So it's also some, some differences. But one number that is also important is that 16% of notified bodies under MDD uh, will not at all uh, take any new application. So it's also something that is uh, interesting to, to read. And then there is some numbers in terms of average time to have the product approved um, which is, for example, one to three months. If it's uh, new products within your current certificate, if you have already a certificate and you want to add a new products to it, uh, it is uh, three to six months if it's a new product, but it's not covering, covered by your certificate. Uh, you have also, it depends on classification. If it's class one sterile or with measuring function, it will be one to three months. If it's class two A, it will be one to six months. 
If it's class two B, it depends on the conformity assessment, uh, but it can be from uh, three to six months or six to 12 months, uh, for example, for Annex 3 or Annex 4 under MDD, because there is less notified bodies that can uh, go through this route. Uh, what we have also regarding UMDR, we have a limited number of notified bodies already within the Nando database, so it's something that is already uh, uh, a problem for some uh, for some manufacturers. And within this limited number, there is already 10% that say that uh, they will not take care of any new uh, application for COVID-19 products. For IVDD, uh, there is 14% of notified bodies that will perform uh, the review and assessment within less than one month, and 14% that do that within more than three months. So it's also the difference. And within IVDD, there is only one notified body that accepted to uh, take new applications for uh, for COVID-19 products. The two others said, uh, said no. Um, okay, so this is really some important information, as I've said, for manufacturers that want to um, perform some kind of assessment when they can receive uh, an application. But when you see those numbers, you say that, yeah, three months, uh, I mean, one month already to maybe um, have your application processed, three to six months to maybe have your products already on your uh, certificate. So it's more like, four or five months um, but at the end uh, yeah the coronavirus is also kind of a crisis it's a, uh, an emergency uh, so it's also something that are, where products should be arrive quickly on the on the market so it's something that maybe uh, could be frustrating for some manufacturers but i'm sure it's also frustrating from some notified bodies because they have also to deal with other uh, issues here um if you are still asking yourself what are COVID-19 medical supplies, uh, the European Commission created a list for that <laughs> because I think it can be um, confusing. Maybe some of you say that, yeah, it's only face mask, respirator, or COVID-19 tests, but there is much more than that because uh, when you are uh, a patient in the hospital, you don't need only that to get survived. So it's also something where uh, you need also to, to look at it. So the list contains more than 50 uh, articles, so you can go there. Uh, there is some catheter, some syringe, some uh, anesthetic, uh, anesthetic products, some gas, uh, gas uh, products also. So there is a lot of things there. I mean, when you look at the list, there is a lot of things that maybe you can supply uh, for the hospitals. And as I've said, it, as the coronavirus is really an emergency, this can be also something that uh, can help uh, some countries or help some hospitals uh, to maintain some patients uh, uh, in the survival mode. So, um, so I will put this list on the show notes. Go and check the show notes and you will see that. There is also a list that the European Commission issued, which is the COVID-19 uh, IVDD test. Uh, so IVD test. Uh, this is the list of all the, um, the tests that were, if I can say, on the database uh, for, uh, for the European Union. So you can go and check there if uh, there is some products that are interesting for you uh, or if maybe you want to check if one product was really approved or really um, on the database of the European Commission. So uh, the link will be also on the show notes. Now let's go to the MDR, IVDR implementation measure for the rolling plan. So you know maybe this document, this is the kind of um, list of activities that the EU Commission is doing. This is the plan, this is the activities that they are going through, uh, and also with some kind of estimation of timeline. Um, and there is a lot of things inside that are sometimes changing, that are sometimes not changing at all, or uh, that are sometimes a bit confusing because we don't know exactly what is the situation. Uh, but yeah, I picked some of them here. So. 
We have, for example, the common specification for the reprocessing of single-use uh, medical devices, uh, which is undergoing a formal adoption. So it means that maybe we will see that soon, uh, but there is no date specifically. It just says that um, it's undergoing formal adoption. Um, then we have the common specification for non-medical purpose devices. And this is this one is in planning. So I don't know what is the timeline for that, but uh, this is also something that we need to have. Uh, so the, um, the manufacturers of non-medical device uh, purpose products uh, will need so they can place their products on the market. If it's not published before date of application, they will have then six months to implement it as soon as it's published. So it's something that we had made on a, uh, on a LinkedIn Live. If you want to go with Eric Volbrecht, with um, uh, Stefan Bolaninger, so uh, go and check that. We answered a lot of questions related to uh, those type of products. Then we have again uh, the information about Udamed that will be planned for 2022. It says here that... Um, it, there, there will be six modules that will be uh, released. And as soon as one module is available, they will release it. So we don't know exactly what it means. Uh, we don't know if it can be possible to be released before or not. We know already that the actor module will be released by 2021. Uh, but yeah, out of that, uh, we don't have more, more news about that. Um, the last one is about standardization. I don't know if you followed the the, the information, but um, you remember last time we discussed about the fact that CN and Senelec had to uh, receive the mandate from the European Commission to um, work on the harmonized standard for EUMDR and EUIVDR. Um, so uh, in June um, 17, there should have been an answer to accept formally uh, this mission. Um, and in June 16, they received already an answer saying, no, it's not, uh, it's not possible, we will not do that. So we are trying to understand what's the situation. And uh, Eric Volbrecht created um, a blog, so you can go to his blog post uh, on his website. So um, it was really interesting to read what he's marking. And um, you can understand the situation. You can understand why uh, they have done this or why, uh, why there was this situation. So to understand how, how this is working exactly uh, in the behind the scenes. The thing is, he used, if I can say, um, he used uh, the way to, the way to explain it. He used the way of a telenovela, so to, to explain how dramatic it is, how the situation can be uh, seen like a, a telenovela movie. So if you know, know don't know those, those kind of series, it's a Latin American uh, series where there is a lot of drama inside. There is a lot of uh, uh, kind of soap opera, etc., etc. So it's something that is interesting. And here at Easy Medical Device, we decided to look at the telenovela and create the EU Commission telenovela. So if you want to have a, a, a view of it, so here it is. The dramatic news. I refuse your mandate. Some political drama. I'm doing fine. She's still not over it. What manufacturer wants? Is the last standard version state of the art a bit of anger? Hi guys! What's the notified body position on all this? What's your position? Position on what? The last standard version as state of the art. We don't know now, but we will know. I need an answer now, or there will be some drama. Maybe a solution. 
What if I put the common specification as the new harmonized standard? Yes, why not? And a surprise. You have four weeks to draft me a new mandate. Maybe. This was the EU Commission telenovela. More drama, please. To be continued. So I want to tell this is a parody, so don't think that it is true. All what is inside is really fiction. If there is anything that is similar to uh, to the reality, it's really by coincidence. Uh, but yeah, I hope uh, I hope yeah you enjoyed it. Okay, so now let's go to the uh, next topic, which is the green belt certification. So Easy Medical Device uh, initiated the green belt certification uh, so that uh, students can learn more about uh, UMDR. Uh, and get some practical uh, exercises about it. So it's not just theory, it's really practical uh, things that we are going through. So we have created the mini course, which is kind of really an entry level uh, where people have to get the basic understanding of what is UMDR. Now we arrive to the Green Belt Certificate, which is more an intermediate level, where we are going so to, to basic or to ha not high level items, but we are really going deep in, inside them and we are really looking at all the aspects. For example, uh, we have made some quizzes also on LinkedIn uh, of what uh, the students are trying to learn. Uh, for example, learning about uh, how to read an UDI number, learning from Um, a product uh, to understand if it's a medical device, what is the classification, what are the conformity assessment routes, etc., etc. So it was really an interesting journey. So I have done that within one week with uh, around 17 students. Uh, so we had some live sessions, some quizzes, some assignments, what was uh, really appreciated by the, by the students. And at the end, they had to pass the certification exam. And actually, the rate uh, is 16%, 60% uh, of uh, success. Uh, so I really thank everyone one for uh, having participated to that and uh, yeah I know that it was a bit difficult uh, certification exam but yeah as I've said it's uh, uh, something that is really showing that you are able to um, execute uh, some EUMDR requirements. Um, so the new session for the EUMDR um, Green Belt Certification Program uh, will start on July 20th until July 27th so the same thing we have five modules Uh, each day one module, uh, then at the end you will have three days to perform the certification exam uh, with um, you have to have 80% to score or to pass this exam and you have to do this exam within less than a certain, uh, certain amount of time. So it's not like you have one day to do it, it's like uh, 30 minutes or 60 minutes, uh, so we'll define that. So if you want to participate, there will be um, the registration are opening today, so July, uh, July 6th, uh, and you have to uh, go to school.easymedicaldevice.com in the section uh, course or in the section shop, and you can find uh, the, the program. There is limited seats, so last time there was also limited seats, and I know that a lot of people were trying to register again after that, but really, yeah, we have really limited seats because um, we want to make it like a, a good environment for learning, for discussion, for chatting all together. And if there is, there is too many students, it can be maybe a bit difficult uh, for, for me. But I will create some other sessions also in August uh, so that uh, it can help everyone. So don't hesitate to join. 
And um, yeah, I wish you good luck if you are if you are there because yeah, as I've said, it's not it's not something that you have uh, just to go. Uh, you have really to learn a lot. Uh, we estimated around three hours of uh, of uh, work every day for each student uh, through the LinkedIn li through the live sessions, through the assignments, the quiz, the learning. So yeah, you have really to uh, to invest a bit of time on, on this. Okay, so thank you for all those that will be joining this uh, this session, and I really welcome them to to that. Now let's go to the uh, notified body situation. So uh, in terms of MDR, there is no new notified body. So we have still 14 notified bodies, uh, no new uh, information un unless this Monday there is an announcement, but uh, no, no new information. But within the IVDR, there is one new notified body that was appointed, which is uh, TUV Sud. Uh, so TUV Sud was appointed already for EUMDR. But yeah, maybe some people didn't know that it was not for EU uh, IVDR. So now they are, uh, they are uh, also taking application for EU IVDR. So there is now four notified bodies for EU IVDR. If we can say there is maybe three notified bodies because uh, BSI uh, UK um, will maybe be um, exiting due to the Brexit. Uh, but yeah, this is something that uh, is also a bit a problem because this number of notified bodies is not uh, reflecting really the reality in terms of workload for uh, the, IVD, um, the IVD industry. So there will be more manufacturers that need uh, certification, but really not a lot of notified bodies. So please, again, um, start your uh, work on IVDR now. Don't wait, because if you wait, you will arrive with the all the crowd, if I can say, all the notified, bo the notified bodies that are receiving a lot of application, and you will be really on under the pile, or uh, you will be not taken at all. So it's, it's something that can happen, and this can be really damaging your business. So look at that. Related to Brexit, first um, of July was the date normally where uh, Boris Johnson uh, had to decide if he will extend or not uh, the Brexit transition period. Um, I didn't heard anything about it, but maybe we'll hear it soon. I suppose the answer is no, there will no, be no extension. So if it's true, then the Brexit will really happen uh, by uh, January 1st, 2021. So this is something that people have to understand and that you have to make a scenario of it if you are in the UK or if you are selling your products to the, to the UK. But we'll maybe know more uh, in future. Okay, so let's talk now about standard and guidances. So uh, in terms of standard, we have a new standard or uh, I don't know how to call it, but it's a new guidance that uh, we were waiting since a long time, which is the ISO TR24971, uh, which is the guidance for the ISO 14971. So the ISO 14971 was published but when we are, we have started to read the ISO 14971 version 2019, uh, we start to see a lot of times a nota or, or, or information saying, look at the ISO TR 24971, which is the guidance. And we are saying, how can we look at it? It's not already published. So the uh, ISO 14971 was published in December. Uh, now the ISO TR 24971 is published now. So you can get it and you will see more how to implement your uh, ISO 14971 uh, process. But apparently on this version, you need really both documents to really have the full, uh, full implementation of your, of, your, of your process. So don't forget to, uh, to get this new version and to implement it within your processes. Um, 
The new overall thing is about some updates. So the MDCG um, is making some updates of their documentation. For example, we have the MIR form um, that uh, is updated. This is the form that is used for um, for vigilance reporting. Uh, this MIR form was updated, but the problem is that there is no information about what was updated exactly. So if you have registered this MIR form within your quality management system, please look at the new version that was issued uh, and update it within your, uh, your quality management system because maybe there is some uh, small differences. Um, same for the MDCG 2019-60, which is the guidance on cyber security for medical devices. It was updated, but when you look at the documents, you have no clue what was the update. This is also something that I would ask maybe the MDCG group, please put an history log or history uh, information about what was uh, the update, uh, the date of the update also will be great. I mean, it's kind of good document practices. So please uh, try to do that. I see that on the next update that I reviewed, which is the MDCG 2018 and three, which is the guidance on UDI for a system and procedure pack. There was this table saying that the update is about, um, I think section 3.2 where they added a new example, uh, which is good. Then I don't have to try to investigate what was the update on all documents because yeah, sometimes documents are many pages, so I cannot spot what was the change and I don't want to make a full review again of everything. I know that some of my friends said to me, yeah, take the previous version with the new version and go to a website and make a comparison, etc." I mean, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Please just put a table, say to me, it was here is the section that was updated that would be really easier for us. I mean, you, the commission or uh, or the the regulators are asking us to make more structured technical documentation to provide more good information. So please also do that in your side to provide more structured um, guidances so that we can really have a better understanding of what is inside or what changed from version A to version B. Then there was the the other the new guidance that was issued is about the transitional provision for consultation of authorities on devices incorporating a substance which is considered as a medicinal product or of TSE susceptible animal tissues. So uh, this is MDCG 2020-12. Uh, um, so if you have one of those products that contains a medicinal uh, substance or an animal origin TSC um, substance, then the notified bodies has to review again your um, products. Even if it was already MDD uh, approved, they have to review that with an MDR. They have to go to the competent authorities that can uh, review that for them, even um, if you choose one competent authority, the notified body has also the, the kind of uh, um, transparency. It can, it can also go to some other competent authority. He's not obliged to go through your competent authority. So it's something that they can also uh, make. Uh, so don't be surprised of it. But if you have this kind of products, so please go to this, um, this guidance and you will see exactly how uh, those things will be implemented. Okay, uh, this is all for the guidances. So now what happened within the easy medical device um, for the month of June? So first we had the podcast with the episode 80 where we talked about how to execute an internal audit. So um, internal audit is something that maybe is happening now during this context of coronavirus. There is maybe some remote audit that are done or some on-site audit, but you have to do your internal audit. So I try to explain you how to do that. What is an internal audit? What is the outcome? How to select maybe your auditors, etc., etc. So um, please, if you are still struggling to understand internal audits for your medical device, so go to this episode and look at that. Uh, 
Episode 81, we looked at how to uh, make a process validation with Adnan Ashfaq uh, from Farmimed Limited. So it was really an interesting episode because uh, we have really um, explained in, I hope, uh, simple words how to perform process validation. And Adnan also offered his validation uh, starter kit uh, where he's providing all the guidance on how to perform a process validation and some templates also of how to do that. So go to the show notes of this episode and you will you can download the document directly. And lastly, we have episode 82 uh, with um, a successful EUMDR certification. So we had uh, Shukufe from Stroman uh, who explained to us how they made it to the EU MDR certification. It was really a great episode because she provided some uh, practical example of what happened, what was what went wrong, what we can have, what we can have improved, etc., etc., uh, which is something that maybe people can inspire for the for their uh, certification audit. And within the LinkedIn Live, we had. Um, how to create the best kappa ever with uh, uh, with uh, Karen D. Badwal. So this LinkedIn Live uh, is providing you really uh, some great information about the process for kappa. So kappa is corrective action, preventive action. Uh, so you can go there and you can check exactly what are the different steps, what are the mistakes also that uh, companies are making because kappa is mainly one of the, the, the most important issue that we find during an audit. So it's something that can be really a problem for you so learn how to do it uh, in the good way uh, and uh, you can also get the presentation on the on the download so so for that okay so this uh, episode is finished so thank you for for listening to that don't forget to provide a review don't forget to subscribe also to the youtube channel uh, if you want to get more videos and uh, i wish you a nice day Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much. 